The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome to the Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. I'm your host, Jer McCarthy, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JerMcCarthy74. On this week's show, I sat down with former Cork LGFA senior multi-All-Ireland Munster National League winning goalkeeper Martine O'Brien following her announcement that the Clonakilty and Balnascarty club player is hanging up her gloves at the end of a glittering career. Also on this week's Big Red Wrench, I'm delighted to be joined by Motorsport Ireland Young Driver of the Year nominee for 2022, Dripsy's Kayleigh Cole. And finally, Cork Senior Camogie Manager Matthew Toomey joins me on the bench to review his county's 2022 campaign, which ended in disappointment at Crow Park against Kilkenny, what lies in store for 2023, and much, much more. That's all to come on this week's Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Cork senior goalkeeper Martina O'Brien has called time on a glittering inter-county football career. Martina made her senior debut back in 2013 against Kerry and since then the Clonakilty and Balnascarty club player has gone on to captain the Cork team in 2021. Martina won four All-Irelands, 2013, 14, 15 and 16 as well as six National League Division 1 and Munster senior medals. The former Cork goalkeeper spoke to me on the Big Red Bench about her decision to retire from the inter-county scene. Now, it is a real thrill to be joined on the line by former Cork LGFA senior goalkeeper, multiple Munster and All-Ireland winner, LGFA Team of the Year recipient, um, Martina O'Brien. Martina, first of all, thanks very much for joining us on the Big Red Bench and uh, you have decided to hang up the gloves after a glittering career. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, um, I have, I suppose, uh, it's, uh, about time, ten years is a long time to be uh, to play, be playing into county football. So, um, made the decision to kind of step away and concentrate on other things, I suppose, um, as life moves on. But uh, no, uh, absolutely, you know, I can't. I have no complaint about my 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 time, my time there, and um, like I have so many memories and um, made so many friends, and you know, it's it's a sad a sad moment. At times, but um, I think the decision is the right one, and um, I've so many things to be grateful for that, that football has given me, um, especially into county football, I suppose. So um, I look back at those with fond, with fond memories, really. Yeah, I mean, uh, you were part of my book, Cork LGFA Game of My Life. Uh, one of the players featured in that book, uh, available in all good bookstores and on Amazon. He said, never missing an opportunity to promote it, but. Um, from speaking to you about your career and you say 10 years but you've been on the road a long time uh, Martina it's not an easy decision I would imagine to, to come to this point uh, because you've been part of the Cork setup for so long but why now I mean you said other things happening in your life from your business point of view you know I mean obviously things you know life goes on out off the pitch I'm well aware of that and people are but for somebody that's been such an important member of the Cork LGFA senior setup. It can't have been an easy decision for you. Um, and and what is it now, like in your in your business and your personal life, you know, that you need to focus on? Yeah, I suppose. Um, I came like uh, when we finished the twenty twenty one season. I suppose like that that season finished so harshly for us. I suppose we, the, the way we lost to Mead and whatnot. Um, being captain that year as well, I suppose it just it did hit really hard. So. I kind of had come to the decision starting the 2022 season that it was going to be my last um, kind of no matter what happened if we won if we lost if we did whatever um, so kind of at the start of the year I, I knew going into it it was it was going to be my last that I was going to give anyway um, so do you know I suppose I had a year to kind of fill myself up to, to, to the whole thing 
Um, and like that, I, I just think it has has become um, very difficult to juggle work and playing. Now, um, just time commitments for both are just too much. I'm self-employed, um, physical therapist, so run my own business. Uh, I I just don't have the time to be, I suppose, giving to football at this stage now when my business is maybe pulling me in the other direction. Um, and look, I, I suppose I gave football all my time for, for so long and um, it's time I kind of handed the handed the baton over to the younger girls and, and said, uh, you know, t- take it on now, girls, and, and do what you can. But um, look, it, it, as you were saying, like the decision wasn't an easy one and, and you can never come to a decision like that easy because it is your life. It's, it's You breed it like every day you're thinking about what do I do to make myself better to play football and um, what am I doing? Am I am I is my nutrition is my training and am I getting enough rest? So I suppose I I'm will be turning about be turning her tree soon. So um the body too kind of taught me you know you, you don't have much time left. So um there was a lot of things in it and um look I'm happy with my decision anyway and I think I think uh, there's a good group of girls coming anyway that can kind of uh, take the baton and take it on. Yeah, just a couple of things on that. There certainly is um, a, a new breed of footballer coming through the Cork ranks and you are one of the more experienced players on the setup. but I still think you have a lot to give. And uh, I mean, I'm just saying that from a personal level, having watched you much uh, for club and for county over the last 10 years. Um, and also from speaking recently to Shane Ronan, and I think it's fair to say, Martina, he has left the door open to you and anybody else uh, that might be thinking of stepping away in the next couple of weeks and months, because as you said, it, it, it isn't an easy decision, but look, life takes over. But um, to hear the current Cork manager say that, I think uh, is, is, I think is an endorsement of what he thinks of you both on and off the pitch and certainly inside in the dressing room. And you've been lucky in that you've played for some fantastic managers down through the years. Um, you know, and lucky as well that you've been part of some very, very successful Cork teams and unlucky then, as you said, to come very, very close in recent times. There's a lot of memories in there, but from your own point of view, how lucky and how, how thankful are you for the managers that you've played with uh, when wearing, wearing the Cork jersey? Oh, like, I suppose, going back to when I started and came onto the panel in 2013, like, I, I, it was really a stroke of luck that I actually, I suppose, got onto the panel that time. It was just through a kind of, nearly an injury crisis in the goalkeeping position and, and Aline was going away at the time so I I got the call I was the lucky one I suppose and I I thank, thankfully now that I, I kind of put my head down and worked hard and managed to make the position mine for, for the time that I was there um, but like that was down to the players around me and, and the management that were there as well and as you said like the past managers like of course you'd have to mention him around there he, he is the best um, he was the best manager I've ever worked with and it was just I suppose everything that he brought to the table um, his mannerisms the way he just worked with everybody it just all fit into place you know um, and then look I suppose when he stepped down and, and he took the reins and we worked with a lot of coaches as well I suppose I've worked with a lot of coaches over the over the years and every single one of them I've learned something from and I take something from them um, and I really do appreciate all the time and efforts that they've put in. And it, even even though we didn't win, it, I suppose we didn't win All Ireland since 2016. But like the time that those coaches put in, um, very grateful for that. And we had some good times. I know we didn't get what we needed out of it. But I think our football, um, as much as we we wanted to keep winning, I think we still had we, we were still at the top table there for for many years and making semi finals and finals. Um, so looking back now, I can say. 
do you know, we did well um, at the time. We weren't we weren't happy with what was how we were how we were faring. But like looking back now, we really were we were punching, you know, for for times there. Um, and I think uh, coming to now, uh, there's such a good crop of young girls. Um, they just need a bit of time as well, you know. And look, Shane and the management are in there now, and they're trying to they're trying to work their own system with girls. So um, I think it's the future is bright for for the Cork Cork ladies football and. Um, I was lucky enough, I suppose, to come in at a time when I, when they, we were very, it was a, we were a very established team, and I learned so much from from the those girls that won ten All Ireland, eleven All Ireland, right. and and was able to, I suppose, take that on in and maybe impart some knowledge to the, the girls that are there now. But um, yeah, look, all great memories, so many memories. I don't, I don't, I actually can't pick one out. Um, so it was obviously the, the few years that we won there in 2014 would have to be a big one and, and last time we won in 2016 was great as well but even those those years that we didn't win anything um, or that we weren't winning all Ireland, I will take fond memories from that because it's a cliche but like uh, it's the journey really like when you finish up you kind of go right it's actually the, the fun that you had at training going to matches um, it's all that, that that you appreciate and that you will miss Um yeah, playing the matches and all is, is great, but it's it's and winning is great, but it, it really is the people around you and and the environment that that was there. That's what I miss most. And that's very well put. Can I give you one other memory from July thirteenth, twenty thirteen, in Castletown Roach, a Munster LGFA Senior Championship final between Cork and Kerry, which Kerry won one sixteen to one fifteen because that's the the game that we spoke about for the book Cork to LGFA game in my life because it was your debut. Um, obviously disappointing that Cork lost. You've mentioned the fact that you're going to miss days like that. You mentioned the fact that you're going to miss the dressing room. Um, you're to me, you're a natural born leader. You've been captain of so many teams, and with good reason. Is coaching something you've had a chance to think about, Martina? Is it something when work, you know, and you're very, very busy? I appreciate that, and you're playing football for Clonakilty, and you're playing Camogie. I presume still for Ballinascarty. I hope you yeah. are anyway. <laughs> very good. Is coaching something that you've thought about or are you just having a time to think about or is it something that you might, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, you know, that's something I might want to get involved with down the line? Um, I suppose it's not something I've overly think, thought about, I suppose. Um, not when I was, was playing, but I suppose in the last kind of couple of months and knowing that I wasn't going to be um, maybe involved with Intercounty, um, that coaching would be something that I'd like to get into. Now, um, I don't know. I always think I don't have the te- temperament for it, but you never know. Um, I would, I, I definitely would like to kind of dabble in it and, and maybe even observe for a while and, and like kind of even observing different sports and um, kind of kind of like drawing from other things. Um, but I definitely, I, I, I definitely will get and hopefully will get involved with kind of more even just goalkeeping side of coaching and, and really kind of um, kind of working with, with already goalkeeper coaches that are out there and, and maybe observing them because I do think um, all the coaches that I work with, goalkeeper coaches, have been absolutely fantastic and outstanding. They all brought something to me and helped me in some way. Um, and I just would like to be able to do that for future future goalkeepers because I do think it's it's a and I suppose I'm very biased here because I've played the position all my life, but it's a it's a really specialised position I think. And and now that it's probably be, become more important, I think having a coach in that position, even for club players is quite important. So I would, I'd like to dabble in that for a while and um, definitely, look, it, it'll be, it would be, I suppose, an aspiration of mine to get into coaching and, and being involved in teams because I just think that environment is fantastic and it's, 
yes, as a player, um, you have a different focus, I suppose, but I would be observing um, coaches and managers through my job as well when I'd be working uh, pitch side physio. And it's it's that environment that, that you crave and that um, I definitely would like to get involved with and maybe coaching side because you, it, it's probably just the next step is just being the player on the pitch. But being the coach and being the manager, being part of that um, setup is the next best thing. So, um, yeah, no, it, it's definitely probably something I'll think about, but um, maybe leave that to next year. <laughs> Fair point. Um, look, you've won, what, six National Division One titles, six Munster medals, four All-Irelands. You've been involved in so many great, great days. Um with Cork, also with West Cork and also with your clubs, Clonakilty and Banlaskarty, I know how important those clubs are to you. Will it be weird, Marty, sorry, how weird will it be the first day Cork or even in pre-season now getting ready and you're not there? Is it coming into your mind? I mean, I'm not trying to second guess you here, but I mean, every player has doubts as soon as they make the decision and they cut the cord and they go off to do the things they want to do. Um, how weird do you think it will be when, you, when you're when you watching the build-up to the Cork games and you're not involved? Yeah, I I think, um, like I was, I was chatting to a few girls about this, and um, it is like they're they're back train, like doing their little bits or whatever. And and to be honest, I don't miss it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I never I never enjoy those pre seasons. But um, it is it probably won't hit me now till till kind of like January February. You know when they're back, maybe first league match, um, and they're kind of getting into the the the, the business side of things, you know, Munster Championship and and then All Ireland series. But I don't. I, I really don't think it'll hit me then, um, because I think now, at this stage, I'm I'm nearly fatigued just from maybe training from you know you've been training since January or before, so I'm kind of like my body needs a bit of, a bit of time off. So um, I'm happy enough to be sitting on the sidelines watching people do that at the moment. But when it comes to games and and when it comes to when when you want to be there, like the 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 sunshine football and all that kind of stuff, that's probably when you miss it. Um, but on the on the flip side of that, um, I I think my time had come anyway. Do you know, I I was probably coming to the stage where my body was just too tired all the time. So, um, I'm hoping that uh, I'll remember that and won't miss it as much. But, uh, no, like even like little things like leaving the WhatsApp group and the players group and, and things like that was very hard. Um, because you there there again, that's part of the environment where like all you you just it's all banter and fun and crack and you just they're the things you miss the little messages you might get on a Friday morning from someone just putting in something stupid or something funny and and then you're going to train that Friday night and you're having a laugh about it so yeah look they're they're all the things you'll miss but um look I'll be following the girls um every step of the way and and like uh I I can't can't wait to to follow them and and just not like keep, keep an eye on their journey and um, but I'll definitely be one of their biggest supporters anyway. I have absolutely no doubt about that. Before we finish, uh, you mentioned your workload. You mentioned your increasing workload. I know how busy you are and how well respected you are in your line of work. Um, what is it that you do professionally, Martina? And how can people get in contact with you if they want if they want if they want to engage with your services? So I'm actually just expanding um, my business at the moment. Um, moving not too far away. It's about. Um, about 10 steps from one room to the other but um, it, I, I'm just expanding it a bit um, so I'm a physical therapist and I work um, in Banniscarty Village um, we, like I offer obviously kind of physio um, physio service really um, muscular skeletal injuries anything like that um, and I do pitch side physio 
Um, so a, a lot of kind of injury-based rehabilita- rehabilitation stuff um, and then classes and, and kind of pre and postnatal exercise and, and Pilates and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm just kind of kicking off with, with that at the moment and so that, that, that was a big part of my decision to, to kind of call call time in the inter-county as well. But um, if if anyone is looking to, to discuss, want to discuss more about that anyway, I'm online on Instagram and uh, on Facebook on Martina Martina Bryant Physical Therapy. So, uh, yeah, look, it's it's a great it's a great thing for me to have a focus on now, and I think it just changes my um, it probably changes my focus from being completely football head to maybe putting on a bit of a business hat and uh, hopefully uh, going places with that as well. Well, as I said, I can vouch for your football skills and having watched you over the last decade uh, or so uh, playing for Cork and playing for club and what a fantastic ambassador you have been for the county and for your clubs both on and off the pitch I can also vouch for your professionalism in your line of work and how well respected you are not just in this part of the world but all over Cork and beyond as well I have a feeling you're going to be very very busy Martin, in the coming months <laughs> but listen on behalf of everybody here uh, at Cork Shirt FM's Big Red Bench thank you not just for talking to us today but also don't throughout your career you've always been available to us for an interview good times and bad which I really really appreciate you've led on and off the pitch we wish you every success and wish you well in your retirement I'm looking forward to catching up with you in goal for Clonakilty and uh, swinging that hurley for uh, the Balanascarty Camogie team as well <laughs> all the best uh, in your retirement thanks and, and thanks again Thanks for the chat. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. Tripsy native Kaylee Cole has enjoyed another stellar year behind the wheel, racing in the Formula 1000 series, the UK's premier motorcycle engine single seater series. Having recently tested Porsche and Ferraris, to name but a few, Cole has been nominated for the 2022 Motorsport Ireland Young Driver of the Year Award. The F1000 driver spoke to me on the Big Red Bench about her career to date and what lies in store for next year and beyond. Thrilled to be joined on the line here now on the Big Red Bench by Motorsport Ireland Young Driver of the Year Award nominee, uh, Kaylee Cole, somebody that we haven't spoken to in quite a while on the bench here, but uh, fantastic news this week that she's been nominated for this prestigious award for 2022 and she's on the line with us now. Kaylee, welcome back to the Big Red Bench and congratulations on your nomination. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. It's been ages since we spoke. Yes, and a lot has happened. Tell us, why have you been nominated for Young Driver of the Year? I know you're going to play it down now. And when did you hear that you were uh, you were in the running for this prestigious award? Um, so a few weeks ago, um, every year, Motorsport Ireland put out like, uh, well, they normally put it out on social media, um, like a register thing where you um, register for the Young Driver of the Year. But I... Um, thankfully got a letter off Motorsport Ireland in the door about, I think it was last month, asking to um, enter the Young Driver Award, um, Year Award thing. And um, so I registered for it and it took me like two days to like get all my answers together and email them back. And on Wednesday evening I was in work and I got an email saying that I had been one of the seven drivers that have been selected. So it, it was, I nearly dropped when I found out. <laughs> Well, congratulations. That, look, as I said, it's, the reason it's prestigious is that there's so many famous names that have won it down through the years, but also it's pretty competitive. There's a lot of great names in there alongside your own, but just the fact that you're in the mix, I know things haven't gone the way you would have hoped in the Formula 1000 UK, which is your bread and butter, and we'll talk about that very shortly. But any yeah. anyone that checks you out on uh, Instagram, uh, Kales underscore Cole underscore Racing is your uh, official account. Some of the cars you've driven, uh, before we talk about the competitive side of it, some of the cars you've been you've had a chance to drive, Porsches, 
and of course the Ferrari that I really want to talk about. Tell us about some of those experiences that you've had and where you've gotten to drive some of the fastest cars in the world. Yeah, um, so this year I obviously had an unfortunate bad luck um, in the F1000 um, throughout the season. It, it wasn't really our year. We Most of my budget went into repairs rather than being behind the wheel, but obviously you're going to have them years to become who you want to become, I suppose. So um, that didn't really, it wasn't really work, didn't really work in our favour, but I had did have one really, really good um, race at Silverstone GP, the F1 track, um, with the Monoposto Championship. Um, I qualified 18th out of 48 cars. Um, so I was, it was a really, really big grid. So I was really happy to with my results that weekend. Um, I think I came eighth in race one, race two. I was up to third. So it was a podium finishing weekend. Um, but that was a really good weekend for us. And obviously throughout the year, I've gotten so much opportunities. I got to drive a Ferrari up in Mandela Park. Um, thanks to Mandela Park and my manager, Noel Roddy. And I also got to drive the Porsches up there as well. Um, so it's been, I've drove so many cars this year, it's hard to remember which ones I've drove, to be honest. What a lovely problem to have, remembering all those fast cars you've managed to drive. Can you give us an idea of the kind of speeds in the Formula 1000 that you're generally doing around the racetracks and what speeds you, you managed to hit in both the Porsche and the Ferrari? Um, so I was in the F1000, it's probably the quickest I've been around with probably been Silverstone because it's such a like, fast track. Um, I probably I was probably hitting around 140 to 150 miles per hour, um, and then in the Porsche and the Ferrari, um, I, I didn't really know what I was hitting down Mondello, but um, it, it was really quick. <laughs> I love the way drivers like yourself just nonchalantly throw in Ash. It was about 140, 150 miles yeah. an hour around <laughs> the track, tight bends, t- yeah. corners. It, yeah, no, it was it was such a good experience. Like it was obviously way different to drive compared to the singles year. It used to be like more like tough with the single seat because obviously it's a lot faster car and but with the Porsche and the Ferrari it was, it was just a different handled car so I struggled for a bit at the start and then when I got used to it I was flying so Flying indeed uh, here on the Big Red Bench we're talking to Kaylee Cole uh, motor racing driver extraordinaire and somebody who has just announced this week that she found that she has been nominated for the Motorsport Ireland Young Driver of the Year Award 2022 Kaylee, can I ask you with like frustration and dealing with frustration and dealing with the technical issues that would have blighted your, your, uh, your you know, your, your championship this year. Like it's all a learning curve. I mean, you're, you're having to deal with an awful lot. You're having to deal and focus just yeah, inside definitely. the car on its own. How much of that can you take into 2023 now? And what, like, I mean, it's, it, as I said, it's a learning curve and it's frustration, but not letting it get the better of you is a difficult thing to do, I would imagine, as, as a driver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, this year has been, it's been really, really hard. Like most, most races I came off and, I just, you know, you, you feel like giving up, but obviously you can't give up. You just have to keep going. And, you know, I, I'm sure every racing driver around the world would feel like that, especially when you're coming in and there's a problem every race. But um, I'm hoping to move up the ladder next season, depending on, like, funding and who I can get on board to support me throughout 2023. And um, I recently got an opportunity to test with the Porsche Great Britain team um, in the, at the start of October. And the test day was really, really successful. So I got invited back last weekend at Silverstone and um, tested again with them again. But unfortunately, I couldn't test because um, the, the, the day just got jungled up and I couldn't test. But I'm hoping to do another day with them very soon. Um, but main aim next year is to focus on moving up the ladder um, with the sport that we get. So um, I'm buzzing for next year. It's just kind of 
putting more confidence and happiness into next year and like hoping it will go better than this year. Very well said. And it's refreshing to hear a driver talking so positively, having had to deal with everything, everything you've had to deal with this past year. Can I ask you, Kayleigh, as well, um, reg, we have a regular Formula One slot on our Big Red Bench Women's Sport podcast uh, with yeah. Sarah McKenzie and uh, she, uh, Sarah McKenzie Foley now. And she, um, we have been covering the W Series unfortunately it had to it had to wind up a bit earlier than normal but there's hopes that that will be you know resurrected again next year alongside the formula one which is the pinnacle um for for females and for women drivers i would imagine when that's back up and running is that the aim down the line that's where you want to be at um yeah definitely the w series is definitely a great um series it's it's brought in a lot of women women to the sport and it's given them so much opportunities and pathways into different avenues of motorsport um that's definitely an aim to get to and I you know, I hope to race in W series someday. Obviously, unfortunately it has to be cut off this season due to like funding and stuff, but I'm sure of it that F one are gonna try and do something to bring them back up. Um, with the talks of F one, you know, wanting the series back because, you know, it gave women so much opportunities and hopefully it'll get an inroad of, of women into Formula One someday. But um yeah, that's definitely a main aim, but we'll focus on things for now and I think the W Series are interested already. Excellent stuff. Um, you're, you, you mentioned uh, funding and you mentioned sponsorship. Who are the people that have helped you get to this point in your career? Um, I've had so much sponsors, especially local businesses around Cork. Um, I had this season, I had Chris Mee um, group. Um, he's like, does all the safety training and stuff. He's based in um, Cargilline and stuff like that. I had CB Tool Hire. Um, I've had Jason and Donald O'Brien cars. Um, who else have I had? <laughs> um, let me think. Well, you've um, had, you've... I've had I've had so many people. It's yes. so hard to name, but the amount of support I've had from you know people getting me this far is unbelievable. And uh, like you know, I'm so thankful for them. It's, you know, it's, I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for them. Kaylee, is it difficult? Sorry, is it more difficult for a young woman to get into motorsport than men? Is it, that, is it that bit more difficult? Have you found any additional barriers or are things improving? Um, to be honest, I think like at, at the point when like the sport, like with women in motorsport and like how many like people are taking interest in women in motorsport these days, it's it's, a, it's not easier as such, but you know, I, I feel like women in motorsport get a lot more support than the males would now because it's such a, it's such a big thing to happen at the moment. Like, you know, when a girl comes into the sport, it's not really a shock anymore because there's so many women getting into the sport now and there's so much support for them. So I wouldn't say it's harder, maybe in different avenues, like obviously F1, there's not a girl in there yet, but um, I feel like women these days are a lot more accepted into the sport than maybe they were a couple of years ago. But I've never really had problems with, you know, getting into things. You know, I've always had really good friends and I've always been accepted into sport, but um, I feel like it's a lot better now than it was. Would you recommend it to any young girl that is interested in motorsport? Is it something worth pursuing or what are the kind of things they're going to need if they want to be successful like you? Um, it definitely takes a lot of hard work. Um, you know, I've had my ups and downs as I've had this season, but, um, and you do feel like obviously people, a lot of people would give up if, you know, you've had that much trouble, but you honestly just don't give up and, you know, you have to follow your dreams and, you know, if that's your dream, just keep going and you will have your bad days, you'll have your good, but just never stop, I suppose. 
very nice words to, uh, to for any young uh, female uh, listeners to the podcast and to, be, to the big red bench there. We're talking to Kayleigh Cole, a motor racing driver, um, and of course been nominated for this year's uh, Irish Motorsport Young Driver of the Year Award, and congratulations on that. Just before we finish up, Kayleigh, where can people find you and all the information about you on social media, your various, various social media accounts? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter on Kills underscore Cole underscore Motorsport and our racing, sorry. And I also have a TikTok account as well for any young kids that are on TikTok. Yes, young young kids uh, and not middle-aged presenters like that who don't uh, even... Well, I, I don't know about that now. It's gone so famous. Now you wouldn't know who's on it. It is true. It's true. At least it's still there on like Elon Musk trying to get rid of Twitter. But anyway, listen, it's been fantastic talking to you, Kelly. And um, we're delighted. Fingers crossed now with the Motorsport Ireland Young Driver of the Year Awards coming up. Uh, you've been nominated for that. Hopefully things will go well for you and things will go even better in 2023. And we here on the Big Red Bench will keep tabs on how things are going and check in with you again. Hopefully. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So fingers crossed for Monday. My interview is at half twelve, so I'll leave you know how it goes. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork Senior Camogie Manager Matthew Toomey led his county all the way to the 2022 All-Ireland Senior Final, only to come up short by a single point to Kilkenny at Crow Park. Matthew spoke to me on this week's Big Red Bench across a wide range of subjects, including the hurt of that 2022 All-Ireland final defeat, what's in store for the coming year, and how his senior squad is currently preparing for another tilt at All-Ireland glory. Delighted to be joined on the line here on the Big Red Bench now by the Cork Senior Camogie Manager Matthew Toomey to reflect on uh, what was a very productive but ultimately... uh, disappointing All-Ireland final defeat to Kilkenny but overall we're going to look at the whole year for Cork Senior Camogie and we're delighted to have him back on the bench. Uh, Matthew you're very welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm great George and yourself thanks very much for having me on. No problem at all always good to talk to you. It's been a while Um, I just want to very quickly because I don't want to dwell on it too long but I want to go back to that day uh, in August believe it or not uh, in Crow Park where Kilkenny edged the All-Ireland final 113 to 112 Um. First thing I was going to ask you, just from your own personal point of view, how much has that game and the outcome of that game remained in your thoughts heading towards uh, Christmas and the New Year? Um, it'd it be still, I suppose, still very strong in my mind. Um, I suppose I was lucky enough that at the start of the year, myself and Marie and, and the kids had kind of planned a week holiday after the All Ireland anyway. So I think it was a week out. We got over to Spain. Um, just lucky, but I suppose to get away from all the, the hype. Every person you were meeting was probably going on about it and had their own opinion and of all sorts of stuff that was going on around the All Ireland and and there are bits and pieces with it. So it was great just to get away. Um, probably get centered and just probably realize what's most important in life and all that. But with, with everyone around and and then after a few days of that, then I, I was kind of I, I suppose I had time to reflect on the game, but also on the year, and you know I started taking notes because while it was fresh in my head, um. It was the best probably time to do it when I was on my own and kind of a, a relaxed kind of a setting. Um, you'd be just, like, obviously you're disappointed, but um, like we didn't perform to our capabilities. We played for 40 minutes. You lose by a point. Um, after kind of leaving in a, a poor goal, at the end just luck, really luck was on their side. Um, like they are a quality side. Like you know, I, I suppose looking at us, like you know what they what they went through the year and. Um, and look, I suppose that our story is kind of something similar, like you know the players were missing and all that. But look, you you couldn't fault anyone for the effort. But ultimately, you know that that that's the way sport is. Like you know, it it, it, hurt, it still hurts. It's it's annoying, you know. And like the, the fact you've kind of a good eight nine months now to right the wrong, 
you know, if if, if you have that, like, it, 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 you know, you just have to get on with it. As a manager, is it a good thing? Obviously, you took down what you recalled from it, which is a very important thing. Is it a good thing for you and the players? Now, I won't say the old cliche chip on the shoulder because that's just, it's a cliche. But is it a good thing to have maybe in the back of your minds, in the front of your minds, unfinished business with this particular group of players coming into 2023? That's the, that's the ultimate thing, yeah. There's, there definitely is, like, like if, you know, if you sorry for yourself and say, oh, I was losing two Ireland in a row, you know, you're at nothing really, like, but you have to use it as a kind of a, an incentive. You know, we, we we didn't shoot the lights out at any stage this year, which is probably, you know, what we have to focus on, what, what you know, what we have to improve on and what we have to do differently. But, like, we did get to an All-Ireland final. We did come in within space of two minutes of winning an All-Ireland. You know, like, the players, I've, I've spoken to a lot of them now, obviously, over the last couple of months. And, um. Yeah, like you know, I think last year there was a first bite there to get back at it. I think this this year there was they were slower to you know there wasn't that kind of a call to go back at it straight away, which, which I don't think is a bad thing because it, like it's after, like obviously last year hurt them, but this year's after hurt them significantly more. Um, or like I think last year we went back before or this year. Sorry, we went back for Christmas, but like we've opted this year now to wait till January just to give everyone a time to you know to. To heal, I suppose, and, and and just get the bodies and the minds kind of good. Like, but like we have a great incentive there. Like as you say, like you know, the to, to, to lose the way we lost from last the scoring for twenty minutes, you know, to lose by a point in our own final says a lot about the team. But there just has to be tweaks and changes there. There's, there's no question about it. Yeah, you say tweaks and changes, and, and I accept that. And like I look at at the number of players that you know, you didn't have a. a I don't think you had a settled as settled a team as you would have liked, Matthew. Looking at all the matches, but let's not forget after everything we've said here, you were within a point of Galway in the National Camogie League final. You topped the All Ireland Championship group ahead of Waterford, Dublin, Tip, Wexford, and Clare to go straight through to a semi final where you beat Waterford, a rising Waterford team. Um, you know that a lot of people have been have, have been talking about to get to that final, only to come up short in injury time to a very very good Kilkenny team. You're not that far off. I mean that that's being honest about it. Having seen all the matches, what you want, I would imagine, as a manager and as your selectors and your backroom team are going into 23. I think anyway is, is a settled team. You know injuries come and go. You got to deal with those, but a settled team and that everyone is firing in all cylinders when it matters because as disjointed as things might have seemed, look at how close you came again to a National League title, again to an all and I accept that you lost both finals, but you're not far off, Matthew. I mean, that's that's an honest appraisal, is it not? Yeah, that, that would be fair enough. Um, yeah, we came, we came close, but like, regards to the unsettled team, I suppose they did, we used the start of the year and probably some of the championship games to get as much game time with the players as we could. And then, obviously, yeah, we got injuries like and, and we lost all the Conan mid, mid-championship, which was a huge loss. Laura Tracy was injured for a while. Ashley Thompson, then you know there's there's a few things like that, but um like ultimately like I suppose we had thirty six on the panel like you know we have to look at that as well because you know there's there's players that are obviously not getting game time and and that's not good for them and it's not good for Karkamogi so we we have to look at them possibly you know getting game time with intermediates and see how they go there and see if they can you know gain a bit of confidence gain gain game time at at that level and you know that that's what we're focusing on at the moment now we have to sharpen up a bit like um. You know, so there's there's a lot of kind of reconstruction that has to be done to a certain extent. Like we we don't have to you know hit the self destruct button because we're, we're like we're not far away from it. I I, I just you know there's, there's things in my head. I think if we could rectify, I I think we'd be close enough to like you know where where we want to be. I I think there's a style of play we have to play to suit our team. 
you know, and, and that's up for us to kind of figure that out. I, I'd have an idea in my head. And look, I suppose this year having, you know, probably one of the top coaches in, in the country involved with us, like he, he had to have his way, you know, the way things and all that, you know, which was fair enough. We had to give faith to him. But look, I, I suppose on reflection now, we, we, we probably going forward, we, we might do things slightly different, put our own mark and things um, just to suit the players. I think what we have. Yeah, and that comes with getting comfortable in the job. That comes with, you know, a management team and, and who you have and who you have around you and then access to the players which you have as well. Um, how, how much, I suppose, what was I going to say, in the senior club championship this year, if we could just step out of it for, for a second, Matthew, I know you've seen a lot of games over the last number of months, as have I. Um, how impressed were you with the quality of the senior championship? And uh, I'm going to ask you, but you're probably not going to tell me. Have you seen a few players that we mightn't have have seen at intercounty level yet that you might be looking at to give a chance in the coming weeks and months? I, you, you would certainly like. I suppose um, like Trevor Coleman, the to be the manager. Like we've we've spoken a bit about us. Like there is there is um, a good few players that uh, like you know you you have to you know catch your eye. Um, but like sometimes, like um, I I think I, I, the, one of the things I did this year we brought a good few of them onto the senior panel and probably end up. You know, not getting as much time as you should. So maybe we should look at the option of getting them into the blood into the, the intermediate setups first, see how they go there, and hopefully progress onto the senior team. Um, there's one or two might come straight onto the senior squad. Like so, we're, we're we're trying to get a kind of group of people together, um, just to get names and and you know players who might have kind of fallen through the net a bit over the last few years. Look at the minor teams from last year, the year before, and a couple of years before that as well. Just we just want to give everyone a fair chance. Looking at the clubs. Like yeah, the standard was very good. Everyone was thrilled to see Shandong win it. Um, and my own club, like unfortunately, Douglas didn't have the best of campaigns. But look, you're like what we did. I suppose the majority, you know, what you have is out there. Um, mm. like we have a kind of a good, good feeling it. But like there is, there is certainly a few players after putting their hand up, looking for, you know, a further um assessment. Really, to be fair, um. What happens now as we talk here in mid-November between now and into the new year? I assume players are on kind of, you know, strength and conditioning programs and all that, but what kind of things would you be hoping to do or what are you able to do with the players between now and when, when, you, when you hit the pitches again? Um, like I suppose there was no down, downtime for my side of things. Like as soon as the things were over, we're on the go again. You know, I, I, I did know that there was a, a number of management were stepping aside um, especially the, the the care contingent, but then m- more closer to home, a couple of more um, have opted out for 2023. So there's there's a kind of bit of reconstruction there. Um, I, I suppose the one thing I don't want to do is rush and dancing because everything dynamic to this has to be spot on. Um, I just want everyone to come in, you know, to be part of us. They have to be the same kind of mentality, the same kind of, you know, they have to have the same kind of dynamics of what we have, um, and that's that's key. So I'm not rushing and dancing that side of things because we. So like all that kind of stuff has to be started. Um, getting the players back into it. Like a lot of them are just finishing championships. Some of them are like you know the other girls are still on the go, mm-hmm. and then a lot of them now are, are, are gone back into the UCC, MTU, kind of UL, whatever they are. So there, there's a lot of them still on the go. Um, like I, I'm, I'm hoping over the next kind of you know week or two to to sit down with them with when we have kind of more uh, the management kind of more or less sorted. Um, and sit down with them and let's get the programs going. So, you know, there's, there's some of them in the gyms already, like just doing their own stuff, and we just get kind of a more formal kind of thing going, um, getting assessment on them. And but like realistically, I suppose we are looking at January going full belt. But mm-hmm. look, they, 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 like you know, if there's 
there's there's a good vibe out there from the players, like but like you know, I think a lot of them are tired. Um, they're just mentally drained and physically drained because like they've gone from there's a lot of them have gone from straight from we say last year's All Ireland straight into college, the club college, straight back into Cork, straight back into club, straight back into college. Like so, it's, some of them they are going full tilt. Like, is that a concern? For you, because I mean, obviously picking up injuries, but just as you said, you made a very interesting point there. Picked up on mental fatigue, um, and mm. I know, like as an example, I'm not just picking. I don't know, but Amy O'Connor, I would have spoken to after the senior semi final when Shandong came through an absolute battle to get there. Like she was delighted, she played a great game, but she even said it herself. Like you know, it's been a long year. I mean, you've got it's split season, yes, but for an inter county player, it's full on twelve months now, or nearly ten, eleven months at least. It is definitely, and when, when you think of the, the emotional roller coaster with it too, like we mm. said, just for just for this year alone, I would say, look, we go to a league final, which is great. There's a downside of that, and we lose. We go into the Monster Championship, we win it, which is great. Then you go into the All Ireland series, and then when you ultimately lose the All Ireland, like, do you know, it's, it's all well and good. You know, people kind of say, oh, this is that a tough going, but it it, it it does scare you. There's no, there's no question or doubt about it. It scares you because. It's a hurtful thing, you know. It's like I've been in Cork Park, luckily enough, when we won, and it's unbelievable. Like, but when you're up there, it's a fairly lonely place when you're looking around, and you know people are, you know, I, I suppose when all the people are coming down home from after supporting us, by the time they get to the, the, the McDonald's, they, they've nearly forgotten about the match, but it's it's, it's a bit of us. Mm. So then the players have to kind of boost themselves up again, go back with their clubs, go through all that again, and then you know they might have ups or downs again after losing or winning, whatever the case may be. That's an emotional roller coaster, and they're back into college again, and going after the college scene, and then knowing that they're like you know the college probably over February they're back training with us, and all in the meantime, so it it is a fair demand, and it's it's something to know that's I suppose I was speaking to somebody only yesterday. We're trying to get involved just to help help us out with this kind of stuff. Like it's it's, it's vitally important, like because I I suppose we kind of neglect at times, you know, the, the, you know, the, the players fatigue, but like, as you just stated there, the mental fatigue is huge. Like, and, and that's what we have to kind of look at. And maybe, maybe come January, February, when we have to look at kind of players more on an individual basis than a collective basis. Like, you know, that some don't might need this big um, pre-season or as well, but you know, that's why we have to kind of lay down now. Yeah, um, look, I know at the moment you're in the throes of organising your backroom team management team, so that's why I'm not going to ask you about it because I know just out of sensitivity for people that you've spoken to and are waiting to get responses from, I know it's changing. But from your own point of view, Matthew, just to finish up, um, it it look, we've spoken before, like we talk about the mental fatigue on players, but what about the manager? I mean, have you been able to enjoy this? I know you love it, but do you enjoy it? I definitely like you know like on this the whole scale of things like it's it's been an unbelievable honour um you know Jesus there's, there's some ferocious play there like even with Maria and the kids at home like it's been it's been unbelievable you know for their their side of things as well so that that kind of thing yeah like Tuesdays Thursdays and Saturdays when we go training I love it like the the, the, the some of the people I've involved in, in the management team are, are some of the nicest people best people you can meet and that's that's fantastic and you look forward to that like but. There is other parts of us that are draining. Um, there's, there's like I, I like I suppose my predecessor. I, I knew the kind of work party was doing all along, but to the scale of things, I probably kind of did. But like it's just, uh, it's, it's 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 full on. But look, I'm addressing that. I'm, I'm talking to someone at the moment to help me up with this kind of stuff as well. And um, you know, what I suppose look, you 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 learn a lot about yourself. Um, I I be, I be always I suppose. You know the famous Justin McCarthy. Always, like he was kind of one of the prodigies when in my father's household, and he would always said, "Look, every time you go into the field, 
even as a coach or a manager, if you're not learning something, there's something wrong. And it's, it's always something that's stuck in my head. And look, I've learned a lot about different things now that, you know, Jeepers, I can improve on. Um, I suppose one of the main things in Spain when I was sitting down, I was saying, look, there's no way I could have given it even a minute more. You know, the, the time we put into it was just unbelievable. But at the same time, I, I, like, you know, I questioned, could I have done things better? Um, could I have dressed things better? You know, so... There's a lot of there's a lot of the kind of niggly things that are annoying me that I I I, I would you know I, I would like to have a chance to rectify and you know if you don't know from that you're in trouble but look I'd be kind of the person I'd be honest with myself I'd be my biggest critic always like so I kind of you know just I, I, I like there are things that I have to address next year when and do they come up like but you know overall no it's been it's been savage like it's been it's been great and it's like you know it's it's been a fantastic journey obviously. If we won, it would have been a sweeter one. But look, I, I, I know it has been great, and the people you've you know come across like it have been great, and even you know the Kilkenny lads, you know the the their manager still texts me to you know to make sure I'm alright, you know. <laughs> so that's 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 a nice a nice touch, like. But it, like you know, he's he's the top class guy, and I've met a lot of people like that now down the year, like and even referees, and you know, they're, they're sound out, you know. So there's this, look, it's been great, but look, it's ultimately 2023. I would consider it a failure unless we kind of um, we have to kind of raise what we didn't do this year. Well, I can't wait for twenty twenty three. I think there's an awful lot to be positive about. I appreciate there's a lot of work to be done on the ground by yourself and and starting with the management team and getting players ready for January. But I, I I know I've seen it myself with my own eyes. You talk about the journey, like Cork are not that far away, Matthew. I know you still have to get over the line, but I think the yeah. players and I certainly think the manager is there to do it in twenty twenty three. Um, we look forward to talking to you again when that comes around. Uh, we're going to let you off now for Christmas <laughs> instead of ringing you every couple of weeks. You get a That's break great. from That's us here in Red FM. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, and come here. Thanks very much for everything you've done for us as well. Red FM been great, and you know, fair play to you. You've always been a great support of the Camogie and, and, and the ladies' games in, in general. But thanks very much for everything. Appreciate that, and appreciate all the time you've given us here on Cork Red FM's Big Red Bench throughout the year. We look forward to talking to you in the new year when it all kicks off again. But for now, Cork Senior Camogie Manager Matt. Matthew Toomey, thanks very, very much for your time. Thanks for being That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also listen online at redextra.ie. Don't forget to tune in to the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan and Valerie Wheeler between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website redfm.ie. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.